1: Right now that time, 818, you're tuned to WGNS again on this Monday morning. Today, the 31st of January, and our guest in studio today is the airport manager of the Murfreesboro Municipal Airport, Chad Gurkey. How are you this morning?
2: Good morning, Scott. Doing well.
1: Airport manager. Yeah, You know, as times change, it seems like that title would change a little bit because I mean, I know you're managing the airport, but, man, it's a big job. I mean, there is a lot to that compared to, let's say, 15, 20 years ago.
2: Absolutely. We've seen a lot of change. You know, just as uh, Murfreesboro is very dynamic, the airport reflects that. And it's changed through time, too.
1: You know, for those who are new to the area or maybe those who've lived here for years, Mm -hmm. just never been to the airport, uh, you may not realize it's right there off of Memorial behind Mm -hmm. Well, there's a Walmart there now. It didn't yes. used to be, but it's behind Walmart.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've heard people refer to it as the airport behind Walmart. <laughs> you know, like, uh, But, yeah, it's changed. That whole uh, side of town has changed a lot through the last uh, 20 years, and uh, we're seeing a lot more commercial activity there along Memorial, a lot more restaurants and stores and, and things like Walmart and Sprouts and the different restaurants that are going along Memorial. Kind of an exciting time there on the north side of Murfreesboro.
1: Hey, I know my dad talked about, you know, back when he was in college, at MTSU the airport the way it looked it hadn't changed for well from that time period up until just a few years ago really
2: right the uh, terminal building was one of the original buildings that was built out at the airport Back in 1952, when the uh, airport moved from the airport, or I'm sorry, from uh, MTSU campus out to uh, 1930 Memorial.
1: That's interesting. See, yeah. I, I never knew there was an airport that was on the MTSU campus. I guess way back then, huh?
2: Right. There's a uh, if you go somewhere behind Main Street, uh, behind the MTSU campus, there's still an airport street uh, back there that uh, lines up kind of where the runway was. And in fact, the business aerospace building is now on the. Side where the runway was
1: that's really interesting (laughs) history and i I bet a lot of folks who actually have lived here grown up here never knew that either
2: right it was it was there for a short period of time uh before moving way out on the north end of town you know way outside the city is uh what what people described it as back then
1: yeah because where the airport is today that was once nothing but a bunch of fields
2: Right, right. And it's it's really just been within the last 20 years. I've seen it in my time in working with airport uh, master plans and things like that as the development around the airport occurred. Um, as as Murfreesboro, just on every corner, has grown uh, in population and in businesses and, and buildings throughout our community.
1: And the airport, where it stands today, it's somewhat landlocked in. I, I mean, there's only so much growth that can happen there. But You've utilized a lot of the space. Is there more space to grow?
2: There is. There's uh, around 20-plus acres that used to be the old McKnight uh, soccer fields. When uh, Siegel was built, those, uh, the old soccer fields, the Murfreesboro Soccer Club fields, uh, came over to the airport. So we have some uh, about 20 plus acres there to, to use. If, if you've been out there at all, the uh, TDK hangar where Life Flight is based is part of that. They're kind of on the very north corner of that development. And everything back from MTSU to TDK is an area that we can develop in for future needs.
1: And of course, that Life Flight hangar, that too was added in recent years mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and that life flight location, they fly where? I, I mean, what, what's their radius from Murfreesboro? Well, they're, they're
2: kind of all over, but uh, live flight is positioned, I believe, eight uh, bases around Nashville, uh, Vanderbilt Hospital being a trauma one center. Uh, they've positioned those helicopters all around, and Murfreesboro was a key uh, place that they wanted to locate. Um, I, in talking with those pilots, they, of course, they're, they're kind of radius around Murfreesboro into Cannon County and other rural counties or, uh, off of Rutherford. But they'll, they'll go all over because other bases go down for weather or maintenance or something like that. So they cover a large area. And uh, ever since they've moved into the uh, TDK hangar, which was a great, um, great partnership there to get them in here and into Murfreesboro, Uh, They've been doing a great job, great service to this community.
1: And with the Life Flight crew, are, are they, do they have members, I guess, who are on staff? 24-7 24-7 in that building? Absolutely, yes. So it's like a living headquarters as well.
2: Yes, yeah. It's very much like a fire station where you always have personnel there. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, they're just an interesting uh, group to have and I really enjoyed uh, working with them.
1: I know Life Flight also has some ground ambulances. Do they keep those there too?
2: No, no. This is just the helicopter.
1: Okay. And then in addition to that, uh, being one of the newer things that, mm-hmm. you know, has recently located there, Cosmer, Murfreesboro home, you have a lot of other corporate businesses as well that have recently moved into the Murfreesboro Airport.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a number of businesses uh, that that have been there quite a while too, Scott. Like uh, Murfreesboro Aviation is a is a company there that does aircraft maintenance, avionics, also does flight training for the general public. And then there's also Mike Jones Aircraft Sales which is a business that's been here for a long time and Mike specializes in being able to do maintenance and and retro older aircrafts specifically the Piper Navajo and uh, it's really a unique thing that he does and he has the licenses for a whole line of other aircraft but he's known worldwide for his work that he does on those aircraft so his customers that we've seen come through murfreesboro are from europe south america all over the place just to get that aircraft because he's so well known for what he does
1: you know it's interesting because the average person living in rutherford county even in tennessee they they wouldn't know all Mm -hmm. this if they're not into aviation right Uh, so it it is unique to hear these stories Mm -hmm. and it's it's fascinating so with some of the aircrafts that he sells let's say he sells one to somebody in europe Mm -hmm. how do they go about getting you know a little piper all the way to europe
2: well they they do uh kind of take a new nor- northern route around greenland and and kind of swing it up north uh they do uh i know in some cases they've taken out some seats and sent those separately so that they could put some additional fuel on board the aircraft so kind of interesting to see how they make it over the atlantic yeah from from murfreesboro tennessee
1: ha- has he been known to do some of those treks himself
2: I, I don't know if mike does i think he gets them ready and lets <laughs> somebody else does the do, do the flying there for all the those hours that they have to fly boy that'd be
1: a long flight in a small (laughs) plane man Uh, but you know some of those planes it sounds like that he restores are very historic planes Mm -hmm. and brings them new life of course Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's this is a cool thing about aviation you can get into aviation at a fairly low price for those who are not familiar with buying an aircraft Mm -hmm. you may have to do a lot of fixing up but you can get into that hobby for a lot of people at a price that's somewhat affordable well
2: there's there's a lot of different options and and uh you can rent aircraft through murfreesboro aviation you can get involved in uh flying clubs where you're in a group of of 12 to 20 people that are part owners of an aircraft which makes it a little bit more affordable and then uh A lot of them start that way and then they get the bug so bad that they end up purchasing an aircraft a little (laughs) bit faster a little bit larger aircraft you know to take the family and uh so that's it's a progression that i've seen through the years as people get into it and really enjoy it and uh, really take advantage of of aviation and all it has to offer
1: now on that more expensive side of aircrafts (laughs) maintaining them and making sure they're properly up to date and, and everything is kept to where you could get out there and fly mm-hmm. without any issues but you know that's a service that you can also find i guess mm-hmm. at the murphysboro airport
2: correct there's me- mechanics there uh and and people that also work in avionics may, you know some of the most exciting things that have happened in aviation through the last uh, 20 years or so is just the improvements in our avionics to go from radio-based navigation to satellite-based navigation and being able to take all those dials and and, and round dials that you've seen in the in the older aircraft to now a couple of screens and having that all that information in front of you uh, and to be able to see on a traveling map there on those screens where you are your weather conditions aircraft around you is just uh, tremendous and uh, unfortunately at, at with technology and advanced technology, it comes at a price. Yeah, but it but I think for most pilots, w- what that information provides them is so worth it.
1: And there's different types of licenses that you can get in order to become mm-hmm. a pilot. I guess right. it depends on you know how many seats your plane has how many passengers you'll be carrying if it's jet if it's a propeller plane I, okay. there's a lot of different levels that you can get into
2: absolutely and uh, you know it, it just depends on what kind of flying you're going to do are you going to just be around the area are you going to go cross country where you may get into some weather situations so being able to be an instrument rated pilot is great and then as you go into this if you do want to make it a career to be a commercially rated pilot and all that that's that's wonderful there and it's it's all available here at murfreesboro
1: have you had some folks come in and you know they they work on those hours of being able to get their first license to fly a prop plane and then later you see that same person moving through let's say mtsu their program Mm -hmm. to become a commercial pilot
2: absolutely that's that's a lot of what we see there i mean we we literally have uh i think mtsu is is around 800 and some uh, students that are in just the pro pilot program. And then you have some others that are either um, students that go through Murfreesboro Aviation or just people off the street that d- decide to make this a, a career path. And so it is very interesting to see them go from, you know, flight instruction, those first few flights, to in a couple of years, they're on with the airlines and uh, that's exciting to see where they are. You know, are they international pilots or are they flying with the military or or whatever? It's exciting to see them come back and and share where they are today.
1: And I've seen some stories out of the Murfreesboro Airport where you have, you know, somebody who's like still a teenager learning to fly. I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously that bug hit them pretty early. Yeah, yeah. But you, you see some folks who are young and mm-hmm. they're just now getting into this love of flying.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really encourage that if this is something that you're interested in in aviation, take that discovery flight, maybe take a few lessons to see if this is something that you really want to get into be exposed to it. If you can um, be out at the airport, uh, take in all those experiences to see if this is truly a career you want to, you want to dive into,
1: you know, there, there's a few things in, in life that you're able to obtain that give you a freedom unlike any other freedom Mm -hmm. and for anybody out there listening when you hit 16 that first thing Mm -hmm. is getting that driver's (laughs) license to have a car but a passport and then a pilot's license Mm -hmm. on top of that those are other things that give you this freedom which will eventually expand your knowledge in more ways than you can imagine because travel is huge
2: Mm -hmm. and it is truly a challenge uh when when you do go through that pilot training especially your instrument training it's it's a it's a lot of work and uh, i think you really put yourself through a, a personal uh what can you handle what can you take on and it's it's not just a challenge to learn those things but also a little bit of learning about yourself and advancing your knowledge and your capabilities in this world is pretty pretty awesome
1: now are you you know I would imagine that you have a love for flight and Mm -hmm. you have a love for aircraft considering how long you've been at this job Mm -hmm. Um, but what are some of the more interesting unique airplanes that you have seen here locally maybe just come in for a landing even
2: Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of uh, interesting uh, home-built aircraft that people have built kits or maybe restored a world war ii aircraft or something like that and and brought it back to its original glory Uh, we've seen some tremendous uh, beautiful business aircraft that have come in here uh, from from all over the world that have come in here to do business or bring in a, a celebrity or things like that uh, some some falcons and hawkers and and Gulfstream aircraft that are just absolutely gorgeous aircraft that have come in here.
1: I can imagine some of the Unique things that different aircrafts would have especially once you get to that level of these, you know private jets and everything mm-hmm. some of them are outfitted like a Like a like a nice yacht if you mm-hmm. would I, yes. I mean just really nice.
2: Yes, absolutely uh, the, you know, it's kind of uh, you can spend as much as you want on the uh, Interior what you want and uh, I spoke in and, and, and that's true for the uh, avionics and and the and and all that up front what you want as well too. the the uh, you know the the sky's the limit <laughs> sorry for the pun <laughs> so,
1: so with aircrafts and and them landing here in murfreesboro what is the biggest aircraft that could safely land in murfreesboro well, we do
2: have some limits and the, and the limits are um, not only the runway length but also the weight <clears throat> capability uh, we have a weight capability of around, I believe, it's fifty thousand pounds, dual wheel, thirty thousand single wheel. So uh, there are some cap- uh, some limitations as to what we can take in, um, and and the pilot gets that information through the public what information is published by the FAA uh, to them, so they can see what's what what the capabilities of this airport are. You know, and that's and that's the important thing is that we're always trying to keep up. The capabilities of our airport and the facilities to meet the demands of this community. So right now, I think we're in a good position for the uh, type of business aircraft that come in and out of here. Businesses that want to come in check on their business, or if they're if they're scoping out a project here in Murfreesboro, they can come in and and get out quickly onto their next project. And and so uh, and then we're also very blessed that in Rutherford County we also have Smyrna Airport, which has some very long very thick runways and and can basically take anything so in our community in our rutherford county here in a short distance we've really got a lot of great avionics a, uh, airport uh, uh facilities not to mention bna and all that they're doing there as well
1: so when, when the average person hears uh, weight limits on how big the plane can be it, it's hard to imagine well, what, how big of a plane is that you know <laughs> when i think of a small commercial airplane i think of like american airlines their american mm-hmm. eagle Jets, you know, yeah. is that about the biggest size that could fit there? A little
2: bit smaller. Little bit smaller. Uh, we'll, we'll see a little uh, Citation Jets, some Hawkers, uh, some I guess really kind of the capability of about twenty passengers. Now, kind of a funny story is that we get a lot of calls from people that uh, want to get airline tickets from Murfreesboro to wherever. And uh, we tell them, well, we don't have commercial air service out of here, and Nashville's the closest airport. Well, uh, MTSU, you know, is, is very much involved with Delta and some of the other airlines as they're trying to furlough, you know, trying to get some of these students through the program and flying for them. So on a uh, promotional day, they brought in, Delta brought in a, a commuter airline and landed it at Murfreesboro and uh it was a great thing for the students to see what type of aircraft they'll be flying in the future yeah and uh as it as it took off it, it really went out late that afternoon and it was around six or seven o'clock and they taxied out to the north end of the airport where all the ball fields are at midnight <laughs> park and here was delta airlines sitting there at the end of the runway for quite a few minutes and i said you know, we're gonna get that call tomorrow, you know, for that Delta flight from Murfreesboro to somewhere and we're gonna say we don't have commercial service and they're gonna say, No, I saw that airplane there last night. Surely you've got Delta there.
1: <laughs> it's so cool though, imagining and, and seeing one of those larger mm-hmm. aircraft, you know, come in and, and land and take mm-hmm. off in Murfreesboro. Right.
2: And you know, one of the uh, one of the real thrills that we've had is to have an old Ford Trimotor and even a DC three which which served as airline services back in the day and uh, that was really a unique experience to see the beginning of our airline service and how they how those aircraft were uh, equipped and and what kind of passenger care there was what the seating was like as compared to what we're used to today and that was we really had some great uh, feedback and a lot of crowds out there for that
1: i I know there is often for anybody who travels 231 towards shelbyville you'll often see this great big chrome i don't know if it was once american Air. i don't know yeah. what brand it you know they flew under originally but it was an old passenger airplane yeah. a prop yeah. plane but it was it was huge yeah. you know yeah. but those old planes they held i don't know what 20 30 people back I, then i
2: don't even think that many
1: <laughs> wow, wow but it, it, they are really neat i mean yeah. there's something about an airplane that is just it mm-hmm. looks first of all really cool Mm -hmm. but they're they're fascinating in how they're built how they're able to fly because when you look at one on the ground you're thinking to yourself how can this thing fly right
2: right absolutely
1: but it's pretty cool so in the future what are we going to see at the Murfreesboro airport are we going to see or is there the opportunity for longer runways
2: i don't know uh really there's a there is a limit onto that um really the i think the the limit that we really have is to the 5000 foot runway we're about 250 feet short of that you know we'll look in the future at airport layout plans if we if we want to make that uh, if we should make that that 250 foot thing or not um, there's other there's other things that we need to look at right now we're under construction with a, a large 19000 square foot hangar that was a it was a big uh, economic development grant that we received through the state for about two million dollars. The whole project is about four point three million for uh, Mike Jones Aircraft, and uh, really to allow him to expand to do what he does with the Piper uh, Navajo, to do it for other aircraft that he has licenses for to improve those aircraft, and uh, so we're 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 in the process of building that hangar and with uh supply chain issues and all that it's been a very long and uh, difficult process uh but i think you know by the summer we'll have that building up and going
1: you know the whole COVID 19 pandemic has changed a lot of things out there one of those Mm -hmm. things being shipping and supplies Mm -hmm. Uh, not just for it sounds like not just for airplanes but literally for everything Mm -hmm. you know this and this is the first i heard this was an issue for building even airplane Mm hangars
2: it was really interesting to see how uh, general aviation was affected by covid and it it, it really took a downturn Uh, we could see it in our operations especially with the university Uh, in that early march april may time our, our operations went way down But then as uh, as everybody in general aviation kind of figured out how to manage the aircraft and manage COVID and the steps we needed to take, general aviation took off. Remember the airlines were just not flying. Nobody was going through the airlines. And so general aviation, a lot of people, a lot of companies turned to general aviation to get private aircraft uh, to, you know. continue their business to check on their businesses to fly across the country or fly around the world so general aviation really had almost like an uptick in in uh, service and in operations and and we saw that Um, there is a huge demand for pilots right now nationwide and so, what you're seeing here in Murfreesboro is really something that we're seeing across the country, as far as the demand for pilots. We furloughed a lot of pilots during the recession in the 2008-2009 time. Some of them have retired since then. COVID hit. We offered a lot. of The airlines cut back a lot. Offered some of their, uh, you know, more mature pilots early retirements because they weren't sure how long that was going to take. Now there's this huge demand. We see. Um, In the news, you know, this weekend or a couple weekends ago, Southwest, American Airlines, all the airlines, you know, canceling a lot of of flights. A lot of that has to do with COVID. A lot of it has to do with not having enough crew to manage all those flights. So um, that's, you know, that's a huge thing that we're dealing with at uh, Murfreesboro and with MTSU is the demand for flight training and and how to manage that.
1: You know, what's what's interesting about all that is, you know, you go to a local restaurant and they'll only have three servers on the floor Mm -hmm. who are waiting tables which means a longer wait time Mm -hmm. so this problem of getting employees in it really falls over Mm -hmm. into all industries and even into the airline industry
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely so you, you we're really seeing the airlines come back maybe from last summer they've kind of gone up and down due to the different covid swings and things like that but now uh it's up and and you cannot train these pilots fast enough so so the uh, mtsu is really in with delta and some of the other airlines to uh these pilots instead of having to graduate and get a whole lot of hours and all that before they can even interview with the with the airlines these these students right now are in a a very unique situation where they're getting interviewed by the airlines before they graduate they're looking at their grades they're looking at the hours they they want to hire them Get them the rest of their flight training in hours in, and then get them into the fold of, of the airline. So it's a very unique uh, time that we're in right now with the airlines and even the military. And these students have a have a great opportunity to do well uh, as they graduate from school. They've got a job when they when they leave, and that's that's tremendous. That's wonderful.
1: I know in some job categories, uh, certain specialties in the medical field, for example. <laughs> some some folks will be able to be hired on or sign a contract in advance while they're still in Mm -hmm. school and then that medical program is paid for by where they're going to be working Mm -hmm. in the future are you starting to see that in the airline industry as well where these airline companies are starting to pay for students there are
2: yeah there are some advances that they're getting um and 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 just not having to um Uh, just work some really tough aviation jobs to get into the airline fold is just tremendous and and so we'd lose a lot of of good students after graduation that just tried to make it into the industry and just couldn't in in previous years that's not the case right now
1: you know back in the 1950s 1960s you heard about some larger corporations and businesses that owned their own aircraft Mm -hmm. and they were prop planes Mm -hmm which were of course more affordable than mm-hmm. jet planes. Mm-hmm. But these days you do hear about big corporations owning their own jets. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're seeing more of or are big companies going to where they're doing a corporate lease for a jet
2: now? It's It's a kind of a mixed bag. Some do own their own aircraft uh, and then some are You know contracting with a company and and leasing out or chartering aircraft so it's it's uh it's kind of a mixed bag
1: it almost seems like the charter route would be easier because then you have a built-in list Mm -hmm. of pilots to go with you're not actually employing your own pilots right
2: and and that is something that we have seen since the new terminal came in is the net jets the the wheels up some of those uh charter type companies are coming in and out of murfreesboro at a much better frequency than they than than in the past the terminal has a has a huge uh deal with that Uh, i think we're not only seeing murfreesboro people uh, get on these aircraft, but we're also seeing surrounding community folks from uh, Franklin, Brentwood, and surrounding communities that are using our facilities uh, to get on the net jets, their charter aircraft, and things like that, because uh, the facility is impressive. Uh, Blake Smith and Jim Lowen did a beautiful job on that building, and it's it's uh, it's it's really showing off the community very
1: well. Again, Chad Gerkey with us this morning, manager of the Murfreesboro Municipal Airport, an airport that has seen A lot of changes over the recent years and a lot of changes for the good, obviously. Um, But when we come back, I got to take a short break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about some of the changes that have been made, a little bit more about what we can expect to see in the future, and, and then also mike jones and the brand new hangar that's mm-hmm. being built and everything uh, i want to learn a little bit more about some of the oldest planes you've seen mm-hmm. him fix up or restore mm-hmm. and uh then some of the newer planes because mm-hmm. it is that's an interesting subject for sure time right now 8:44. we're going to take a short break then we'll be right back again this morning talking about aviation right here in murphysboro Again, the time, 844 on this Monday morning. Today, the 31st of January.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics if you want to try on any guitar in the store. If you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run through with cymbals, snares, whole sets come in. Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den.
1: It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them
3: for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans.
0: If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing.
2: You think we're way out there? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss The Wake Up Crew with John, Ryan, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military. I was on a guided missile frigate.
3: Here is today's Salute to Veterans. I was in combat close to 18 months. Got out on early release in 73 when the ceasefire occurred. The so-called end of the you know, hostilities it never really did until 75, but for us it did. And I was early out because of my combat service.
1: Vietnam veteran Ralph Givasio. What was the atmosphere like when you did come home in the 70s? It was,
3: it was really poor. Couldn't come home in my uniform. Let's put it that way. I had to come home in civilian clothes because of the flights and because of the airports and the kind of reception that I could possibly get. You hear a lot of negative things about uh, when the Marines came back, and it's all true. In the latter part of the war, they didn't want us to have eggs thrown at us or uh, slurs or things of that sort, so I had to come home in civilian clothes. I didn't admit that I was a Vietnam veteran at all until in the 1980s. I couldn't get my old job back because I served in Vietnam. And so from that point until the 1980s, I never admitted I was a veteran at all. It would have been a negative, not a positive. You know, you don't
1: hate the warrior, you hate the war. Vietnam veteran Ralph Givasio. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners
3: after disaster strikes.
1: After disaster strikes.
3: Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you
1: get your life back to normal quickly. RestorationOneMiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran. Time
2: to order your king cake from Mardi Gras. This is Chuck Gandy with Gandy Seafood Company. We offer a variety of flavors. The Gandy Seafood Cajun Market on Memorial Boulevard across from SportsCom. My favorite is Pecan Praline. For orders, call 615 956 6590.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Time right now, 847. Our guest this morning, Chad Gerke, manager of the Murfreesboro Airport. And, uh, you know, one of the things we haven't really touched base on is MTSU and the growth they are seeing within their program and their quest to possibly find a, another location where they can actually expand and grow even bigger. How is all of that going with MTSU?
2: Well, uh, it's, it's really been a long process probably over the last couple of years, and MTSU has, has seen a tremendous amount of growth, especially in their pro-pilot program, as, you know because as I kind of talked about with the demand for pilots in, in, the, in our nation for the airlines and military, that has reflected then into our collegiate aviation programs like what MTSU has. So across the country, uh, big flight schools, uh, universities with flying programs are really seeing a, a real growth in their aviation pro pilot programs. So in MTSU is one of those. And so they're going through a process right now where, um, we were seeing, uh, uh this high demand for flight training. And while there is, capacity on the ground there's only so many so much space so many square foot that you can put hangars and runways and taxiways and ramp and all that there's also a capacity in our airspace and so when we we had a, a huge demand in flight training that was at times taking up the capacity saturating kind of the capacity of our airport and so we had to have a discussion with mtsu and look at You know, what are your plans in the future? You know, looking at this, uh, this demand for pilots, how long is this going to last? Some are saying 10 years. Uh, You never know. This uh, aviation is one of those things that uh, industries that's very uh, fickle. It can be uh, changed by the economy. Something happens across the world and things change to our industry pretty quickly. Uh, So it's, it's uh, it's, it's an interesting thing that's very cyclical. And, and so we're, we're working with them to look at their plans. I, I think they're in the, in the planning stages of looking at uh, taking their program to another airport where they can uh, grow a little bit more, uh, have a little bit more land to work with, a little bit more airspace that's a little clearer. Nashville is, is changing their airspace, and it's getting closer and closer to controlled airspace over uh, Smyrna right now. It would not surprise me in the next 10 years if if murfreesboro is in that airspace so there's a lot of things at play not just ground here at murfreesboro airport but also the airspace and things that uh you can't see kind of magical but uh is part of our industry and and how we fly through this area
1: so what happens if nashville encroaches more and more on Smyrna and Murphy's bro as far as airspace goes and what are we talking about when we say airspace?
2: Well airspace is uh, There's there's a uh, kind of like an upside-down cake that's over the nashville airport And as you come in and fly into that you're you're being controlled by air traffic controllers They're they're talking to you and and giving you instructions and how to come in which runway to land all those kinds of things and, and outside that uh, you, you can pretty much fly freely uh, depending on what kind of a flight plan uh, you're on and everything like that. But as our as Nashville grows uh, in population and the demand on that airport grows, there's going to be more of a demand for controlling that airspace as as it becomes more and more uh, full of, of aircraft coming in and out of that airport and the surrounding airports as well. John C. Toon is a very busy airport, Smyrna, Murfreesboro, Lebanon. Are all busy with with aircraft that are coming in and out, flying through that airspace. So, you know, we'll see that we'll see that change in in the coming years. Um, so, uh, if if MTSU is deciding to, you know, that they are going to continue to grow their program, and I think they're looking at some other improvements in how they uh, train students, not only in pro pilot, but all the other uh, emphasis that they have, um, then they're 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 almost Changing the
1: whole dynamic of their program to the future. So, realistically, I guess for them to continue to grow, they're going to have to move east or southeast of Murfreesboro more so than moving towards the Nashville side.
2: Right. We really haven't gotten any of the specifics of their plan or a schedule or anything like that. Just understand the basics of of what they're looking at at this point.
1: And how many aircraft does MTSU actually have there at Murfreesboro?
2: Right now they have uh, 34 aircraft, which includes a lot of most of them, 97% are their flight trainers, the Diamond DA-40s, a few Seminoles, which are the twin engine aircraft. Uh, And then they also have a King Air 350 that they fly uh, for some of their teams, uh, golf, tennis, and then some of their executives as they go around the country recruiting and and doing other things.
1: Hey, I remember it wasn't too long ago where the the Diamond aircraft, you know, they, they bought X amount of number of those. But with the Diamond aircraft, is there something in there that is relatable to some of the larger jets? I mean, is there a reason why they picked that one?
2: It's a very... uh, Diamond has done an excellent job. It's a very... uh, well-built aircraft, uh, Diamond uh, seems to be very responsive to for maintenance uh, for all that stuff. It also gave uh, MTSU a platform which to really upgrade. I think Diamond put together a real nice package for the university as far as the avionics. So uh, MTSU, I think, has done a wonderful job with being uh, upfront with giving the students the most advanced technology as far as what the instruments are that they're flying, and and that is. That is preparing them for what they will see in the airline business, all the commuters and then, you know, the large uh, airline aircraft as well.
1: Again, Chad Gerkey with us this morning with the Murfreesboro Municipal Airport and going back to the new hangar that's being built. And, and this is a hangar. Mike Jones and his company is mm-hmm. building this hangar. Uh, what are some of the older aircraft that you have seen come in that he has restored?
2: It, it's really the, uh, his key, his his niche is the Piper Navajos. And uh, there's a certain year model that he really is looking for. I believe it, it could be in the the 80s or so. Uh, but when he gets a hold of it and he does his full lock and key restoration of those aircraft and, and modernization of those aircraft, it is, uh, I think, even... Uh, Better than what it came off the original, you know, uh, you know, out of the original company there out of Piper when they built it uh, and that he takes such great care and improves so many great things, improving the avionics, improving the engines, improving the performance of the aircraft with winglets and different things that he does to it. That just makes it a great aircraft for for an individual or for a company that just doesn't want to get into the turboprop aircraft but is still into the piston aircraft and still haul a number of people and things it's just that right cabin class kind of aircraft for this you know particular market and he wants to do that to other aircraft Uh, he can do that to the same to uh, some turbine like the king air and things like that he just hasn't had the, the space to do it and he hasn't had the employees so what, what this economic development grant allowed us to do is expand, build a hangar uh, for him. He wants to double his number of employees that he has over the next few years to be able to meet that demand that he has from from his following and, and from what's out there in the industry.
1: So some of the planes that he's restoring, they may be a 1970 airplane with I don't know six seats mm-hmm. eight seats uh, as big as that yes to just a little two seater
2: yeah and, and and he'll he'll redo some of those as well
1: and i guess for those listening in layman terms it's like uh i guess somebody who restores muscle cars and outfits mm-hmm. them with fuel injection as mm-hmm. opposed to a carburetor it's similar to that but mm-hmm. on a much more expensive basis yeah. i'm sure yeah
2: when i give uh, tours to people out at the airport and they they hear how old some of our aircraft are we don't we don't have a lot of brand new aircraft but the the difference between cars and airplanes is that we are constantly having to do maintenance by law to bring them in have uh, trained, licensed mechanics go through them, and they have certain things that they have to do. Everything is recorded, and that book, that maintenance book, travels with that aircraft through time and and owners and all that, uh, w- which is so much different. You know, I I get my old change, but I'll I'll tell you, Scott, I don't write it down every time, like you yeah. know, like you're I guess you're supposed to, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, that uh, aircraft are a little bit different so it's it's not uh it's not uncommon that's the that's more the common thing is to have these older aircraft and and go through time but they're well maintained
1: you know i guarantee the general public is thankful for that
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't want airplanes falling out of the <laughs> right, sky exactly you know? but the airport and airplanes in general it is a fascinating subject mm-hmm. and it is something that really does relate directly to the growth of rutherford county mm-hmm. because we have somewhere for corporate jets to fly into, whenever some corporation mm-hmm. is looking to expand and maybe build a headquarters office yeah. in our area.
2: Absolutely, that's you know it. The airport is an economic tool of our community. Uh, we're seeing that with the new facility. We have a lot of meeting space, and uh, we're seeing companies come in do a quick meeting in our boardroom or they have a large group that they meet in in our business center and and that's exciting it's uh we really feel the airport staff and all that really feels a part of the community that way as we see uh, this facility being used as a tool for economic development and that's so important
1: so in other words let's say a corporate leader will fly into Murfreesboro meet with city officials meet with real estate agents and they may ink a deal right there at the airport to move forward with building here.
2: Yeah, and then, and then uh, we'll see it go before the planning commission and city council, and then pretty soon, we'll see shovels in the ground. And in the meantime, the pilots who are stuck here flying those folks around uh, get to go out into our local restaurants and stores and things like that. We try to, you know, we've got some great restaurants in this community, so they love coming to Murfreesboro and eating.
1: I, I don't blame them. have <laughs> got exactly. a lot of choices. I, I know we only have 30 seconds left, but is there a chance for more nice hotels on that side of town is that something you think we're going to see as this airport continues to see more traffic
2: i think uh, some of the development that's going uh, i think with the legacy park and and things like that we're going to see some uh, new development probably that 840 and, and broad area as as that's going to be a huge draw for our community
1: and of course 840 is not far from the murfreesboro airport. absolutely Again, Chad Gerke with us this morning talking about the Murfreesboro Airport. Chad, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Scott. You're listening to WG&S Murfreesboro. Stay with us. Local news and more comes your way next.